0: The HouseDog.com Real Estate Show with Brian and Mackenzie Crabtree. Good to have you here on the HouseDog.com Radio Show. Welcome to another weekend as we talk about housing. And, and boy, we've got some juicy stuff today, Mackenzie. It uh, has been a week and uh, a
1: wow. half, hasn't not, it?
0: Not just our stuff, but but uh, coming up in a few minutes, I'm going to do a, uh, a, a kind of a replay segment uh, where I really went into a conversation with producer Joey of my weekday show about something that happened to him in the the consumer process and uh, and ultimately we were talking about the wells fargo fine from this past week 185 million dollars wells fargo has been fined for basically opening up illegal accounts for customers they either didn't understand what they were asking for or they they uh, didn't ask for the credit cards or accounts at all they racked up fees uh, some of the customers apparently uh, were, it was harming their credit, it was harming their standing. Because
1: they had no clue, right?
0: They didn't even know they had these accounts. People,
1: they opened up credit cards for them that were linked to these accounts, and so they were receiving all of these late fees and stuff like that. You and, know it's so strange and about had, this, brand. they had
0: 5,000 employees involved in this that they fired.
1: It's so strange because just this past week, we have had a heck of a time trying to open up a regular, basic Checking account
0: for a property flipping LLC, property management LLC for for persons. So strange and, to and, me. You, and you, I, do, you do realize we've mentioned that in passing or in full detail for the last three weeks now in a row because so it's, it's been,
1: taken it's, us a month. I but, couldn't figure out why. Why is it taking so long to do this? I well, mean, we it, already have accounts there.
0: And so, I don't want to get details in that, because we're going to go back to the segment from the main show this week. We're going to play that in just a second, and I think you'll get a lot out of this, and ultimately ask the question why anyone in the mortgage space, especially as it relates to housing, would ever consider doing a mortgage with a bank like Wells Fargo, because of the fact that they treat their customers like crap, they are more interested in appearing to be compliant in society, compliance-minded society, than they are delivering customer service and making reasonable decisions. And and this it's it's this whole thing is a facade. They they put on this facade that they have, you know, you know that they're absolutely complying with the law, law and they're so black and white, so perfect. And yet they have five thousand employees they have to fire and 180... Well,
1: obviously they're not perfect.
0: One hundred eighty-five million dollar fine because of the sales quotas, and the sales quotas have turned treating their customers like customers into treating their customers like garbage criminals. So we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, another thing on big banks. While we're at it, we bailed these uh, these uh, some of these banks out. I I want to call them scumbags. Is that too tough? Ouch. Yeah. So Goldman Sachs has now banned its employees from donating to the Trump campaign.
1: I don't understand how they can do that. Well, It's just just policy.
0: Well, here's what they're saying. They're saying the reason they have said this is they don't mind if they donate to state. uh, They don't mind if they donate to Hillary nationwide campaigns such as Hillary Clinton. But because they have a policy in the policy manual against donating um, to state-level or community-level political candidates, meaning uh, the gov- governor of a state or a mayor or a, a state senate st- or state house in, in, in any state in the country, Goldman Sachs bans their banking employees from donating at state-level elections. Why? And so, Because they don't want it to appear to be a pay-for-play. Like
1: an influence, okay.
0: Right, so I don't know why that but would be... But why,
1: why, why is one okay, but the other is not? Nice? Is what I don't get. I,
0: because, I guess because Goldman Sachs has these investment bankers and community bank not community bankers, but investment bankers that focus on certain regions of the country where they could perhaps gain great deals of benefit from donating to state-level banks. Um, um, Candidates. Now, here's where the Donald Trump campaign comes in on this very convenient. And I think this is quite a stretch, if not a complete conflation, because Mike Pence is the governor of Indiana Mm. and is the running mate for Donald Trump. They're saying he's a state level candidate and donating to the Trump campaign. Would be donating uh, by doing it to the Trump campaign would be the same as donating to the favor of Mike Pence, which could give unreasonable pay for play benefit in the state of Indiana. That's a bunch of sounds
1: very liberal
0: to me. It's a bunch of malarkey. but um, but they have not taken a policy on Hillary Clinton. I don't know why they just don't take a position. None of our employees are allowed to donate in the elections because you're a bank, be all or nothing. But the fact that they didn't say it about Hillary Clinton shows you where their their, their trust lies. Now I want you to remember Goldman Sachs. One of the many banks who received bailout money and assistance from the federal government, they also had a couple of businesses that were in big trouble that they bought up. They're also the bank that was shorting the assets they sold yesterday to Deutsche Bank. So they'd sell it. This was back and in 20, 2006 rates. and 2007. And they would sell assets that were A rated, which was fraudulent in and of itself. That they they were knew
1: that they were a mess.
0: They would sell them to Deutsche Bank because no one else in the country would buy them anymore. This was right when the thing started collapsing. But but no one had really started like dumping the assets out. And so they'd sell the assets to Deutsche Bank, which is a big German bank, very well capitalized. They made it through, um, even though it was, it was devastating to them. And they would turn around after selling a tranche of assets to, this, to these bankers in Germany and, and joke about it like we got them for another one. And then they would short the very assets they sold yesterday's AAA-rated the day following. And no one went to jail for this. There was big fines paid you know, to, to the government to say, go in and take money from these banks. But it's like someone said to me on the Wells Fargo thing, $185 million to a bank that makes $4 billion a quarter is nothing
1: and nobody gets in trouble. That's no, what I can't stand right. anymore. There's just nobody no. is responsible for anything. Nobody it's, will
0: It's the Hillary Clinton will get thing. punished. It's the Hillary Clinton thing all over again. You know, it's like if you or I did something even remotely close to this, we'd go to jail. If we deleted emails with bleach bit three weeks after a subpoena came from Congress and a preservation letter, and um, two years after the the Freedom of Information request on such information, we would be in jail for obstruction of justice, particularly given the content for years. But these people they they're not held accountable. And the and I've said this a million times. I have to say it again for the people that are just joining us or for tuning in for the first time. The reason is Eric Holder presided over the Justice Department, and Loretta Lynch, the current Attorney General's, no no better. Uh, Eric Holder worked for these banks, Goldman Sachs and others, Chase, I think. Uh, As a lawyer in the law, I didn't directly work for him, but his big law firm, which represents these big banks... Uh, he worked there before he was attorney general and now he's back there again so he can't put his buddies in jail. And and we don't he have He won't put but his buddies won't. in jail. We don't have anybody that's willing to stand up with integrity and do the right thing No, anymore. because
1: everybody is doing paper play, everybody. All right, they all up, owe each other favors.
0: Coming up next we'll do the Wells Fargo story in full detail plus we'll enlighten you on what happened to us. You'll want to hear this because this affects housing, mortgage, real estate the whole bit. Don't Timing go
1: is everything, right?
0: TheHouseDog.com The HouseDog.com Real, the House Real Estate Show with Brian and Mackenzie Crabtree. Check out our website. Two point four percent commission to sell your home. Now, I want to be sure you understand. It's a total of four point nine percent once you pay the buyer's agent. But we we break that down and let you know you're saving thousands of dollars while getting full service. And uh, we like to make sure you, you you get the record straight up front, 2.4% to list, 25 to the selling agent, and uh, you save a $300,000 house, for instance, $3,000-plus, and you get all the marketing and then some that every other Atlanta real estate brokerage offers. I want to flash back to something I talked about this week on the Brian Crabtree Show on Biz 1190 and AM 920, The Answer. Here we go. Wells Fargo, it's been announced today, has been fined $185 million. Oof. For improper account openings. Now, this has a special meaning to me. Because I fired their AWS today. I've been with them for years. Do most of all of my retail and personal banking with them. And I fired them. And I told the lady I fired, I, I don't normally do this in an email. I don't normally curse in an email ever. More so lately than though in the past, especially with financial institutions. But I told her, please, you've been nice, but very incapable of helping me because of the SH word bank you work for. Please tell your manager. Who has spent the last four months making my life four weeks rather making my life hell to kiss my and then you know fill in the blank and I I don't I'm not proud of that but I I I own it because I I have been treated like garbage by these people and I know a lot of people who have and I just ne- I've never had it I've i you know I've had problems with them before I've never been treated like a drug dealer trying to launder money I that's how I felt and it, it the same day that this. Push comes to shove. They get fined and it's announced 185 million dollars. This is from New York, the story, California and federal regulators. Cuz Wells is based in California, so that's the nature of the California part. They're big here too. They were fined a combined 185 million dollars today. The allegation, which I I guarantee is true, the bank's employees illegally opened millions of unauthorized accounts for their customers. In order to meet aggressive sales goals. God, that's awful. One hundred million dollars to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, thirty-five to the Office of Controller, comptroller of the currency, and fifty million to the City and County of Los Angeles. Let me stop there. I don't want to. I, I, there's more to the story, but let me tell you my story. So I walk in my my neighborhood branch. It's the uh, the one at Buckhead Loop, right across from Tower Place. bunch of incompetent people that work in there. It's also a revolving door, so the incompetent people I dealt with two weeks ago might not be there anymore. They might be at another job somewhere else, so there might be a new crop of incompetent people in there now. That's one of their problems with a lot of these big institutions that we've bailed out, by the way, Obama. We've bailed them out, and now look what we've got. Everywhere we turn in finance, we are, we are beaten over the head. like a, I'm, I'm telling you, I felt like I was being treated like a foreign, illegal, drug lord, money launderer. So I go into the branch and um, I say, you know, we need to open an account for a new LLC that I have a partner in another state. I'm going to make this a short story to get to the to the meat and potatoes of it. And uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. This false nice would be nice stuff they do. And uh, uh, then we're told, what you need to do is, we'll get the account open, then you, you know, you're going to have to call the online toll-free number, and they're going to then help you get your partner in the business that you're, you're opening, a little property renovation thing for a few properties a year. And you're going to have to go and get the toll-free people to help him get it on the signature card, because he's got to be able to make deposits and pay contractors if the deals aren't in our state, here in Georgia. So I call the toll-free number. I don't know why they told you that, because we never do that. It's two completely different things. So we go back to the branch. I had to get my wife, go back in there, get our appointments together, get the other partner to go to a branch in South Carolina where he's based. And uh, we're all sitting there at the same time. Oh, no, no, we can't. We can't do it at the same time because we're actually two different banks. Yeah, the same name on the door. Well, it's two different charters. Okay, I don't explain all that on the radio. It's too too wonky and too technical. So, I mean, at this point, and they all agree at this point, no, you got to call the toll-free number. Here's the number to call. So I get on the phone with them, and, and this has been going on for a few days now. And it's becoming apparent to me that this woman in the Buckhead Loop branch has done to me, to us, exactly what Wells Fargo today has been fined $185 million for. Told me what I wanted to hear in the branch to get me to sign up an account to meet her quota to get her little pittance of a bonus they give her. And they put me and my partner and my wife through hell just to open up a small business account and deposit, I don't know, $20,000 into it. This was, we began this, it could have been the last week of July, it was certainly the first week of August. So then I called the toll-free number and started over. I filled out the paperwork. I ended up dealing with three different people. Three different people. And... Each one of those three different people had me refill, redo the paperwork at Wells Fargo because it didn't meet their standards. Well, you're not supposed to sign it here. You're supposed to sign it there. Well, the last person told me to sign it over here. Right. This goes on and on and on back and forth. They had to have a committee meeting. I am not joking, folks. They had to have a committee meeting in order to approve the account. Now, by the time I've gone through a week of this, normally I would have just with any, If I was buying a car, I'd have gone, I ain't buying a car here. There's a hundred other dealers. See you later. Goodbye. Gone on a different lot and started over. But the problem here is that you're dealing with bill pay and the electronic banking and you got all your stuff set up and it's automated and it's a daunting task to have to start over right when you're just screwed over by these people. Mm-hmm. And, and finally today, I mean, I had told my wife four or five days ago who, who had to take this over because I was becoming just belligerent. I was so just and let me take an aside here for a moment. This is I, I talked to a couple people today in passing about this and their own experiences in finance. And I find out that other small business people who are who are doing more business and less business than I am are are dealing with this almost on a daily basis at some point of their life and and you're going into these institutions which we have bailed out. We bailed out Wells Fargo. We bailed out Wachovia and gave it to Wells. We bailed out Goldman Sachs and now they're telling their employees you can't donate money to Trump. That just happened. We learned about that yesterday. Goldman Sachs is one of the sleaziest banks in the in the nation. Uh, we bailed out Chase. We bailed out Countrywide. We bailed out Bank of America. Though if you want to have a bank that's in more than one state where you can do banking, That's who you're stuck with, because we gave all of the banks and consolidated them into four or five banks. Wells Fargo being one of the big four evils. And for years, I've been saying of the big bad four banks, Wells is the least bad of the four. They're right up there with them. Because you have people all across this country who've had accounts opened in their names, who've had paperwork done incorrectly, such that now they have more red tape, more problems, but they've been doing it illegally to meet sales quotas. You, me, the American people, to a lot of big, big, big businesses in this, in this country, have become nothing more than another notch in a salesperson's bed. Mm. 5,300 employees, 1% of their workforce fired. At Wells? Mm-hmm. 2 million bank credit cards. I, I, let me tell you what happened after I told them to KMA today after I fired them 15 minutes later here's the deal let me tell you this part of it so yesterday my wife finally says my husband is I mean he's already telling me you're fired and he's not coming just get the account open so I don't have to change my accounts right so um they they go we've got it done it's all done tomorrow morning we'll call you we're gonna get it all open so it's all finished we're good to go perfect right they call up 9 30 I happen to answer the phone because I mistake it for my iphone and she, I, it's this bank of bank person. So she puts it on speaker and I'm sitting here listening. She goes, uh, we can't use your business address. I'm like, what? You can't use my business address. Well, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a Regis center. It's a virtual office. We can't use that. We need another address for your business. So that's my business address. I have an office there. I'm talking back and I'm like, y- you must be crazy woman. And we can't use your business address because it's a virtual office. I said, we, we, we can only, we'll have to close the account in 30 days if we don't have a different address. So i got to move my office to open a banking account at Wells Fargo. <laughs> Kiss my rear end, right? So I just lose it again, and that's when I fired him, right? So – then an email—well, actually, didn't, I didn't—I lost it in the background. I left my wife with the phone. I'm like, I'm done with this. You, you, you want to keep messing with this crap and these crazy people at Wells Fargo. You go ahead. So then I, I, I kept—five minutes later, she's still talking to the woman, arguing back and forth about the address. I walked in. I said, give me the phone. I didn't say it out loud. I said, click, and I just hung up on her. I didn't say a word because I was tired of yelling at people. So I get, we get an email— Reiterating the same and da da, da da da. And I responded to that email and fired him and told him, Tell your manager who's made my life hell for four weeks, KMA. And you're I'm I'm done. Just leave everything alone. Don't touch it. Twenty minutes later, I assume out of spite, they changed the address on my accounts. Credit cards, accounts, everything I've got with Wells Fargo, I get a notification. All of my stuff is going to be sent to the wrong address. Ugh. And I had to go in and deal with that for another twenty or thirty minutes. So I am so happy today. I am very proud of California and the federal regulators, whom I beat up a lot for finding these scumbags at, Bank, at Wells Fargo. Bank of America, too. They, they've, they've had their days. If, if you are a consumer, and I may get in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway because you know people sometimes accuse me of being for the big rich people. I'm not. I'm for smart business in America, honest and integrity. If you are thinking about doing business... In the mortgage realm and getting a mortgage, refinancing your mortgage, opening a check account, uh, uh, wealth services, IRAs, any of that. And you are going to use Wells Fargo. What are you thinking? Because here's an institution that makes it inc- incredibly difficult to do business with them. Out of the out of the air of compliance and being proper and crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's and what they create is a road map for the employees and the people to cheat the system and cheat you. A Wells Fargo mortgage is horrific to deal with. I don't understand why people in this country continue to bank with banks like Wells Fargo and B of A who we have bailed out. We have bailed them out. We have bailed parts of their banks out. And we have given them this great freedom. And they are taking advantage of. Of our country, they are taking advantage of smaller and medium institutions that actually try to give service, and they're rendering it impossible to compete. Acting like business bullies, you had a you had a situation, and I never got to this on the air. This is not banking, producer Joey, but where you had a rental car thing or something, a fender bender, oh, and yeah. you had the guy there who is, I guess, judged and and on on um, on you know apps or something or on a service, and he asked your wife to fill out a survey, right? Yeah, so I'll keep it brief. What happened was we we had a, uh, a rental because she got in a fender bender and she went to an unnamed rental car place and upon delivery of the vehicle back, he said, hey, and uh, we'd really appreciate if you could fill out this brief survey, right? And she was like, well, you know, I don't mind helping out. If it's good service, I'll, I'll give you due credit. So he said to her, he said, like, oh, here, let me see your phone. It gets really complicated. And my wife is a very smart woman. She took offense to that because, oh, poor little old you, why don't you go cook me something? And then when you get back here, I'll have everything else. Right, right. So he takes her phone and he starts putting in all this information, starts typing about how he was great and how he. So he's filling out out his own survey under the idea that, see, this is the problem with online reviews, the digital space that we're in, Facebook, Twitter. There's so much fakeness that we don't judge people based upon the actual quality. We just cheat the system. Most of what you read about people online isn't true. Most of the reviews are... I've said this in the real estate business. Give, give, I have never done this that, that I remember. I don't think I have. But give me a hundred bu- I'll give you a hundred bucks to Amazon if you'll give me a five-star review. So you got all these big-time agents out here in the market. That have all these little, you know, six-month experienced people in the real estate business working for them. They got a team of fifty people, mm-hmm. and they got a hundred reviews that are five star. That's impossible. Right, it just doesn't happen. Real estate's right. too. too, too. So there's going to be somebody, and and what they've done is they've got a whole person on their staff that says, "I'll give you a hundred bucks if you'll give me a review," and then they advertise their reviews in their ads sometimes. And so the the, the fact is, is that the reviews that you're seeing and, and reading about people. Are not accurate. And we're being taken advantage of constantly by the digital space that we're in now. And, and people are being cultured to lie and cheat and not be truthful. And I'm telling you, it's, I'm, I'm looking at business in, in America with 17 years experience in housing and 22 in media. Mm-hmm. Media is a little different. You just see it more in a 10,000 foot view when you're in housing, for instance, either in investments and flipping rentals or brokerage. You, you're on the ground, right? You're in the trench. And what I'm seeing out there scares me, not just for me, because I'm 39. I've still got another 20, 30 years to deal with. It scares the hell out of me for my kids, because we don't turn this thing around. I, I hate to quote Trump. I don't want to make this political. We're not going to have a country left. We, we're almost there now. The HouseDog.com Real, House Real Estate Show with Brian and Mackenzie Crabtree. Check out our website. 2.4% commission to sell your home. Now I want to be sure you understand it's a total of 4.9% once you pay the buyer's agent, but we we break that down and let you know you're saving thousands of dollars while getting full service. And uh, we like to make sure you, you you get the record straight up front. 2.4% to list, 2.5 to the selling agent, and uh, you save a $300,000 house, for instance, $3,000 plus dollars, and you get all the marketing and then some that every other Atlanta real estate brokerage offers. I want to flash back to something i talked about this week on the brian crabtree show on biz 1190 and am 920 the answer here we go the way people just think they should just be able to get away with whatever empowers and enriches themselves and i've i've gone from crime and shootings and theft and buckhead and around the atlanta community to a voicemail i received today for some reason i can't find the voicemail so i pulled it up online let me see if i can get this to play here live on the air three two two one do not disregard this message and do return the call now if you don't return the call and I don't hear from your attorney either. Then the only thing I can do is wish you good luck as the situation
2: totally unfolds on you. Goodbye.
0: Now, this is a real call I got today. It's it's a number that's registered in California, Los Angeles specifically. I, I believe this is probably an overseas number in India where there's a crime read going on. This is, this is well documented what happened. So I, I'm going to call him back. Because I know a little bit about collections. I'm actually certified in certain areas of collection due to some of the bank work I did a few years ago, corporate work. And I, I just knew this wasn't a collection call. The situation totally unfolds on you. Who's going to leave a voicemail like that, right? So they're preying on weak-minded people who are nervous, who probably owe the IRS money. And this is what happens when you get hacked. So they've got some data, and they're trying to piece together some some details. And the re- this, was, this was to an 843 area code number that I have. And I think the reason that this happened is that when I lived in South Carolina, about six and a half million tax returns got hacked. And so they have enough data to be able to come and find these people that got hacked. And so they're using this, this system now, uh, now that everybody's turned off their credit monitoring that the uh, you know, illustrious governor over there gave us for free for two years. Uh, so now let's go to the phone call. And uh, I have just enough time to play the whole thing. So let's get started. All
2: right. And can you verify your first and last name, please?
0: Well, uh, uh, tell me who you're calling regarding.
2: Well, for that, I need to have your first and last name and the number on which you received the call to check into my systems where the call has been made to you, because this is Department of Legal Affairs, so I won't be able to give you any information without verifying the person whom I'm talking
0: to. Well, who are you looking for?
2: Well, I need to check my systems. Okay, whom we are looking for. If if you are not the person whom we are looking for, then I'm gonna tell you straight away. And if you are the person whom we are looking for, then I'm gonna give you the information which is there on my system after pulling up so, the details.
0: So, are you are you saying that you work for the federal government? Is that what it is, or are you?
2: Yes, we work with the United States Treasury Department, and my name right. is Officer Nathan Cooper.
0: And what's your uh, what's your agent ID number for the IRS, I Nathan? Yeah, right, you scumbag. I R five
2: four two one M.
0: You know the IRS doesn't make calls like this. They send letters either via certified mail first, or they send them um, as a regular letter to the uh, correspondence addresses on the tax returns. That's the
2: reason. Really- I asked you for your name to check on my systems, why there has been a call made to you.
0: You would say, um, hi, is so-and-so available? And then we would say yes or no. So let's say I give you my name, which is Jeff Miller. What do you do with that?
2: Try to check. You need to give me your correct name.
0: It's Jeff Miller.
2: All right. And the number that you gave me, that's Four one four one belongs to you. That's correct. Right, just bear with me for a second while I have a check. Give me a correct
0: name. He's looking up well, hacked records. Uh, you know, here's the funny thing. Um, um, I want to see what you would do, but uh, the Department of Legal Affairs does not exist. Um, because it's called the Department of Justice, and the Internal Revenue Service does not make outgoing collection phone calls. They send certified mail. They do not outsource people. You do not have an agent ID, and this is a scam that's been going on since 2014. It's very well recorded that people call up from probably some foreign country that, sh- that appears to be in California where the IRS does not have an office. So you're, not pl- you're, you're playing me as a fool, but you're not who you say you are. Well, let me tell you, so I'm not here to justify who am I. Okay, I gave
2: you my agent ID. I gave you my name. Okay, if you do not believe me, that's up to you. Okay, because I'm doing my part of job. All right. And I told you I'm from the Department of Legal Affairs, which you call it as Department of Justice. Okay. Yes, and we, uh, our part of job is to check with the pending taxes okay which people intentionally or intentionally do not pay
0: you want to you want to collect the payment over the phone is that what you want me to give you some personal I information I that I'm going to collect right
2: stop making assumptions
0: okay stop no well yeah you know here's the I thing why don't, you, why don't you why don't you here, here why don't you do this sir okay. why don't you find a real job instead of trying to scam over this americans you
2: have called you're assuming things
0: yeah no i'm not assuming things to give
2: you information do not want to check why don't you hang up this call?
0: Because so I, I know you're committing a fraud. Because I it's a fraud. Wasting
2: my time. And
0: you're getting upset. So
2: wasting my time. No, you're wasting my
0: time and you're wasting, you wasting money, time okay? you're wasting millions of Americans time because you stupid foreign acting idiot who can't even speak good so English. You don't work you don't work for the IRS. Okay? Do not try to
2: fool around, okay? By giving a fake name, a fake Number
0: and a fake oh, you don't like it when you get your own crap thrown back in your face, you piece of fraud, do you? You don't like it, do you? You know, what IRS agent stands here and argues? Yeah, that's what I thought, you son of a b- Amazing, isn't it? These are the kind of people we are welcoming into our country, isn't it lovely? Don't we love this uh, culture? All right, so Mackenzie, you heard all of this. I, that was a, a flashback to the... Uh, uh, mainstream show this this past week the brian crabtree show where i played and talked about that piece of audio
1: honey i heard that at breakfast yeah
0: so i mean this is what i sort of talk about that really is driving america nuts i think in that we don't know what's real anymore And, you know, this scam has been going on. There's many of them out there. And these kinds of scams are what create so much red tape and everything we do in the financial industry. It's it's made housing horrific. You add to it the stupid laws like Dodd-Frank, which really create chaos and and kind of an overkill. We're going to get to that in a minute. Um, That leads to things like the Wells Fargo stuff where you have this perception as if though you're, You're really doing stuff the right way, but you're 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 bastardizing the system and and cheating people. Uh, Pick that back up in a minute. But on this, there's so much fraud happening to the United States with the very technology we've developed that we are now paying for all the fraudsters in everything we go to do because no one has the ability to vet out who's committing fraud or not. And
1: um, so how does that guy get in trouble? He doesn't. Well, he's probably, all, you, all you did was air him, and you hung up the phone. He well, hung up on well, you.
0: Well, see, my point with airing it twice, both during my show and then the HouseDog.com real estate show, is to have people understand how, I mean, if you hear someone talking like that, from a, uh, representing that they're from the federal government, the federal government doesn't typically make calls like that. So if I've helped a few people avoid the scam...
1: No, they send emails, and then they delete them.
0: Right. And, and most of these, you got to be careful, too, if you get an email from your bank... I get these emails all the time. You know, something's gone on with my bank account, and log it does, in it, here. Click on a link, Wells Fargo, and you come up, and it's the Wells Fargo website, which you can easily uh, copy the details of someone's mm-hmm. website, and it could be like you know Wells Fargo dot you know dot uh, you know you know you are a sucker and you'll look up and see the Wells Fargo, and you'll think you are on on their website. Right and all, you're going to log in and all you're doing is giving them your username and ID yeah. and they're capturing the information, the site times out. Right. And then now they've got your banking login. Yeah. And I always, when I get an email from some institution that's, that's got anything that has to do with our finances and I know you do the same.
1: Yeah. You log I out. always
0: yeah. click the email. Sometimes I click the E I don't always click the email or if it's something where it's like it's, it's Wells Fargo, which I'm about mm-hmm. to, to change out this week. Um, <laughs> And fi- I fired their, you know, uh, AWS, and I hope you change with me because I know it's a lot of work, but, but having to de- deal with people that treat people like that, I just don't want to do it. And so, um, I'll go log into Wells Fargo directly or whatever, whatever website and not click the link because I never know if I'm clicking the link, it may be a link that tells it to download some ghosts in yeah, background a of my computer or sure. virus. Sure. that's capturing all the keystrokes I'm making on my computer. And so what, what all of this has done is is, is uh, ultimately put us all in a great deal of strife. And so what, what should be taking a minute or two to do um, from a financial aspect per month is now taking half an hour to an hour. And if you've got 30 things like that, you have this non-productivity. So our computers and our technology... Our passwords.
1: Oh, my gosh. Uh, and then th- remember, like, your questions... And well, then find your password, reset your password? Well,
0: it was supposed to make everything easier, and I'm not sure it hasn't now made it more difficult. I mean, we have more stuff to communicate with, and some of it's neat, but I, I don't want to sound like a fuddy-duddy here, but I think sometimes pen and paper might be better. And think about it this way. We have taken all of the technology we as Americans have have developed, the, the ingenuity of America. We have then uh, had call centers in America for a long period of time, and then a decade or two ago, we started really outsourcing them to India and giving them access to our technological capabilities sure. so that they could set up call centers and steal our jobs. And now they're using the technology Against we've given us. them yeah. to, uh, to pretend to be in the United States and to steal money from American citizens. And, and our government just sits back and goes, well, we can't capture them because it's in another place. Well, if we started really penalizing countries that allow this to go on, we can figure out where they're coming from. Penalize these countries. They'll stop doing this crap.
1: Penalize these countries. We can't even penalize the people we have inside our country.
0: Well, that's, that's true. I and mean,
1: there's... you know what? It's probably just on the list, okay?
0: All right, coming up next, I want to talk about really a pick back up on what happened with Wells Fargo. We, we we talked about this earlier, but I want to talk about a different aspect of it, and the aspect I want to bring up is really the the appearance of compliance, the the appearance of propriety of doing things the right way, ethics, morals, the the act of it. I, I call this when I talk about politics and people, I call it the be nice crowd. People that act like businesses that act like they are so perfect and so interested in doing everything the right very way. Very
1: passive aggressive are
0: very passive aggressive in that many times they are the very people in businesses who are doing the most evil. And I think Americans and our government has got to get better at vetting out these people and these businesses sooner than later and not being willing to just call people who might be whistleblowers conspiracy theorists. Because I think a lot of what is now being deemed conspiracy theory is actually truth. And I want to talk about that, how it affects the housing business. All of that coming up as the HouseDog.com Real Estate Show continues. Don't go away. The HouseDog.com Real, House Real Estate Show with Brian and Mackenzie Crabtree. Yeah, HouseDog.com where you can find out uh, really just anything you want to know about the housing business here in Metro Atlanta. We love talking to our radio show listeners who uh, list their houses with us sometimes. Sometimes they just need a little help. The best place to start if you're thinking about selling a home anytime in the next 6 to 12 months is go to HouseDog.com. Click on the Selling tab. Watch and listen to about 15 to 20 minutes of audio and video about staging your home about avoiding common missteps that occur in the listing process, uh, some of the things that real estate agents say that aren't true, and common buzz phrases that really trip up sellers uh, when they get into the sales pitch. When you go to sell your home and you interview agents, you are asking for people to lie to you, and you need to be very suspicious of those lies. We help you vet out what the truth is and how to, how to really get that. Uh, Sellingtabhousedog.com. Now, if you're thinking about selling your home in this, this winter, You probably should start the process now. You don't have to put it on the market, but you want to get photos with uh, green grass and such, uh, and now's a good time to take it while everything's still nice if you're going to list it, say, in January. The other thing that you want to do is talk to the real estate agent, us, before you start making preparations, because I walk into homes all the time, and people are doing things they don't need to do.
1: Right, like they've remodeled their kitchen and everything was fine. Yeah,
0: I mean, all you got to do is put lipstick on the pig. You don't need to remodel completely. Put some granite on it. You know, put a couple of new doors, paint if necessary, put some knobs. I mean, there's some things that we know how to do that can, you know, you might spend $15,000 doing something we know how to get done for three dollars or $4,000. Sure. Now, in order to give that kind of advice specific to a house, we come out, um, you say you're going to list the house with us, we sign a, a listing agreement. Our fee is 2.4% on the list side. Typically, two and a half to the selling agent, 3% sometimes. That's 4.9 to 5.4%. Uh,
1: right.
0: Uh, we can date that listing for whenever you want it to start. Could be next March, doesn't matter. We also At, have
1: a lot of contractors that can come in within 48 hours and give you a bid.
0: And these are the same people we use to renovate and flip houses and renovate uh, and set up uh, rental properties that McKenzie and I buy. And um, usually we are able to get a little better price than you might Mm -hmm. find out in the market where everybody's really busy. Because when you send people multiple deals, you know they know when they get hungry, you'll be there for them, and they'll do a little better for you. So we're we're able to save you money on that. Make sure you don't spend money on things you don't need to do. And I think it's really important to go through that process. Most people just oh gosh, I got to get this house listed, and they throw and throw it on the market tomorrow. And it's like, wait a minute, this is a process. Most of the time, by the time we sell something, we've owned it for two or three months. Or we've had it vacant for a month or two because I don't want to put it on if it's my property until I am absolutely perfectly ready, fully staged, and I'm ready to show it in its best light. Because if I start showing it, you know, limping along, you know, building the train tracks while the uh, train's coming, I might get run over by the market train, which is less money. Whereas a little bit of patience could could bring me thousands more dollars. Especially, so this is You know, if you want to try to get, you
1: want to try to get top dollar for your property, and you're in the midst of repairs, people are not going to get that. Sometimes they just can't see the forest the trees.
0: I just yeah, I just really hate going out to houses and looking at some of the stuff people have done and spent money on, and going, gosh, you're, you know, really you really didn't spend, have to do that. You spent ten grand on that. You're going to get maybe a thousand, two thousand dollars worth of real value for it. Well, I think when they
1: add in that insulation.
0: I, I'm going to put a new <laughs> roof on it, you know, to put it on the market. Really, that's a, hey, nine grand. And is it leaking? No. It's just really old. How well, old is it? It's like 10 years old. Buyers aren't going to take binoculars 9, 95 times out of 100 and look at the roof. They're They're going to look at the doilies and the... The Stuff they shouldn't be paying attention to. They should be looking at the roof, they should be looking at the windows, they should be looking I mean, at the, the structure. home
1: inspector. Will, but I mean, again, it, let us let us talk you through yeah, it yeah. first. I'll let's tell let's you, kind of weigh it out.
0: The last one, like I had, they were absolutely going to do the roof, it was going to be $12,000. And uh, push came to shove at the end of the deal. Um, it wasn't leaking, didn't need to be replaced. The uh, buyer wasn't happy with the roof and the inspection because the uh, the inspector beat it up. And um, I for $12,000, I got their bathroom and their roof done. Not completely, but we negotiated with the buyer. We fixed what was causing the house not to sell, which was gold gold frames and faucets in the bathroom and carpet and stuff. and that was a few thousand dollars. And then we gave the buyer a five thousand dollars allowance at closing for the roof for a twelve thousand dollars job. So I saved them seven thousand dollars on a roof and sold the house. Had I spent the twelve grand on the roof and not the bathroom,
1: you never would have sold it.
0: We might still have the listing or someone else would. That's so perfect, this is this man, is what's. The bath. This is what's so important. anyway. Um, Don't I wanna, put
1: carpet in your bathroom. If you
0: if you weren't with us earlier, we brought up uh, the fact that Wells Fargo this past week was fined $185 million, which is a drop in the bucket for them, but it's a massive fine in context of fines um, for basically stealing uh, or attempting to steal from its Fraud. customers. Fraud is what I would call it. And um, the, the accusations by the Fed and California's authorities uh, where Wells Fargo is based in California is why uh, CA is involved is that they had um, uh, they had employees due to sales quotas, branch managers, bank employees that were opening accounts illegally in customers' names, either doing them wrong without collecting proper paperwork or opening credit cards and accounts that had fees associated with them, racking up and running up debt on their customers um, for things they didn't ask for. And the customers started fighting. And of course, they got what you get with these big, bad, evil banks, which is, uh, lip service, w- lip service and we can't do anything and get in the wheel and we're going to let you talk to 15 people. And out of the 15, you'll hear 14, different, 14 different explanations of, of how you're an idiot and they're so perfect. And they fired 5000 people, which is, again, you know, just a dog and pony show, because the culture de- being developed from the top at Wells Fargo is one that manifests exactly what we're talking about. And this is not going to change their behavior. They're just going to create some more red tape for their existing customers to have to deal with.
1: And that's we, what we've been dealing with we,
0: this week. Four weeks trying to set up an account. We fired Wells Fargo the day this story broke, not because of the story. We fired them. I got mad. I let them have it. Was it was just the
1: last straw. And it
0: was like hours later, the story broke. It was so divine that it happened on the same day.
1: No, did you set it up, though, and you told them that this is not necessarily we were trying to get a loan or anything. We were only trying to open up a bank account that well, could but, be used in two different different States. As we mentioned that earlier,
0: as we mentioned earlier, the thing that happened there is that um, the, the branch manager at Buckhead Loop, who acts like a nice lady who's full of it, she basically set us up with an account, told me and you what we wanted to hear. And then when we went to, to, to transact the steps she told us to take to get all of the partner signature on the account so it was fully functional, she, she had lied to us. She didn't know what she was talking about. And even when the partner in South Carolina was sitting in the branch... With another Wells Fargo banker
1: saying that he knew the right way to do it.
0: Yeah, and the banker said this woman's not telling the truth, and and she's she or she doesn't know what she's talking about within the own bank, right? And the toll free people said that, so I don't want to relitigate that. What what I this is happening in the real estate business too, and I want to name names, but I don't think it's it, it's not time it's not time yet. So uh, there are two or three big real estate companies here in Atlanta that have like a thousand agents or more, um, and. I'll tell you, just to be fair, because I don't want to be all inclusive, one of them uh, is not the one that has blue in their logo.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So if you have a company that has a blue logo, uh, it's not them. So what they have is they have a team of lawyers working for these companies, and, and they have created all this compliance stuff. You know, affiliated business arrangements because they got a mortgage and a title company dipping. You It's know, the d-
1: paperwork mafia.
0: The paperwork mafia, the paperwork Nazis, if you will. And this paperwork is not to serve the customer. The paperwork is to make sure that if the customer gets misserved and they get sued, they can show a judge, look, they signed 15 different disclosures about how we're not liable for being really anything but incompetent. And even if we're incompetent, you still won't get out of that. You still won't sue us. And so. They spend all of their training effort, just like Wells Fargo does, they spend all of their training effort teaching people how to make sure they sign documents so that when they screw up for being an idiot, they don't get sued, or if they do, they can be... You know, they can be on the high ground there, even though the reason they get sued is because they make stupid mistakes because they don't know what they're doing. Because they weren't trained. And they they train people now on how not to get sued. So the average consumer walks in and they look at all this stuff and all this compliance and all this paperwork and they go, oh, these people have really got their act together. And they also talk like this and they're just so wonderful and they're so nice. And they hear someone like me talking about all this. I just... I can't believe this Crabtree guy. He's just so awful. I mean, he's just a terrible person. He just talks about this industry in such a bad way. And we're so lovely, wonderful people, yet they don't know how to screw their way out of a paper bag. And so the average consumer is trying to do business with them, and all they're worried about is getting their paperwork signed. Useless, time-consuming, bureaucratic, blow-my-brains-out paperwork. And then the consumer's getting screwed, and half the time they don't know it because this ruse, this dog-and-pony show of compliance is being pulled off. And if they get really screwed... They take them to court. They have no repercussions because they've signed their rights away.
1: And see, I don't think anybody takes anybody to court anymore because it's it's a joke. Well, it, so, is, it is a joke. So everybody, Nobody takes anybody seriously because nobody's going to act on anything.
0: And there's no way to hold people accountable anymore when no one stands up to hold people accountable. I mean, if
1: the FBI is not holding people accountable, I don't know.
0: Clinton, yeah. Well, that's it for the week. We appreciate you listening. Another HouseDog.com real estate show next week. Uh, and we, we invite you to go to our site if you need something, HouseDog.com.